I can't believe how well you're channeling the male、Sorry. point of view in a way I've not heard a woman. Well, do I think very you、often. do something that I really appreciate. I'm at the point where I go, you know what? Come at me, because when this story is relayed, you will look ridiculous. Hey. How are you? Do I stand? Can I do I stay seated? <laughs> I, I think you should definitely stand. I'm like, like I'm King Charles.、Oh, I'm in a full panic. A bad reference. He just got cancer. <laughs> oh, is、yeah. that? Oh, no. I just was. I didn't think of that, but now that I said it, it just reminded me. You know, he just was diagnosed with cancer. Ah, sorry. See, I can't be here. I have to leave. I feel like I'm on the most like high stakes date of my life on this show. I am ridiculous. I am so stressed out.、Why? I'm sweating. Why? Because you, of all people, I feel I feel like you're one of the most confident people、oh, in show business. Oh, it's an act. Well, everybody isn't everything an act in yes. show business. Yes. Yes. It's like you know who can who can act the best. We're actors. I think I not us. Comedians are not actors. That's true. Very, sometimes people say to me, you know, out and about. Oh, you're an actor. I'm like, not only are you wrong, which is, which is insulting, but I'm the opposite of an actor. Yep, we're the. Not that I'm insulting actors, but I am the opposite, and you are too. We are truth tellers. That's true. We don't conceal. We reveal. And I only get cast to play myself, and it's never acting. If yeah, I'm right, even on, even on your、uh, titular sitcom,、mm-hmm. you were you. Yeah. I was who I was at、yes. that time. I look back and cringe, but really, I think the goal is to always look at a previous iteration of yourself and cringe a little because that means you've changed. I、grown. thought that show was funny. Thank you, I appreciate that. I mean, People who, loved it. Who ca- yeah, who cares if if I mean, we, of course we're all evolving. Yes, you, I mean, cringe like these people who are like in interviews. Very common thing to say is no regrets. I'm like, what? Who says that? Everybody. I've heard it a million times. Like no regrets. I, I guess it's. I don't think they mean. I think what they should mean, have them. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I have zillions of regrets. There, there, that's I, my I, favorite. Is when you're talking to someone and they're just like, "Those mistakes made me the person I am today." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it made you this well, no, person." Well, no, they they can make you better. Come on. I mean, like sure. Like I've very often felt.、Um, Guilt, really, but not really、uh, justified because I couldn't help it. But about being in a relationship with someone as the years went by, and being like much better than I used to be, and realizing, oh, I learned that on somebody else, some other poor chick. <laughs> had to have me. But she、at. got something out of it too. I agree. You、But、know. I'm just saying, I feel bad when I I, I can. You learned think, it on her. Was this well, a sex trick? Well, of course we、trick? all do. No, no, learning how to behave with somebody. Sure. You have too. With, sure. I mean, we're all dumb when we're young. Yep. So, and I mean, and I could, but I could think of like specific things, very specific like things. Like what? You know, like. Oh, I don't know. Stupid things like I remember once. Because、uh, you're my hero in terms of like、oh. as someone. This, this is why you like my sitcom because I played a character that never wanted to get married. Right, right. The the commitment phobia thing. So I'm an aspiring commitment phobic. Right. I, I've always objected to that term. I've been called that. I remember used to I used to say. Well, I don't like sushi. Am I a sushi phobic,、right. or is it just、right. my taste? Why is my taste worse than yours? Sure, and it's also interesting because I've been accused so much in relationships with people where people are like, "You just have an intimacy issues." I'm like, "No, I just don't want to be intimate with you. <laughs> you, you have commitment phobia. No, I don't、yeah. want to commit to you. Why can't you be the problem? Why am I the problem? 
But be do, someone I want to be uh, commit to. But do you like have a hard and fast rule about not wanting to commit? I don't. That's sort of what's happened. I, you know, for, you know, I think there's a confluence of things. I grew up around a lot of acrimonious divorce. So as soon as things right. start getting hard, right. I kind of go like, why we're dying we don't have to do this like we don't have to put ourselves in a in a cage here and do this if this is bringing out the worst version of me or if right. something about me you don't like i think i really tend to go this is something i'm willing to change about myself this is something i'm not right you know and i just go like because if i do change for you or per, i'll be pretending and then i'll just resent you anyway and then i'll be so true and then i'm fake so I'm big on just going like, look, like we're all looking for a needle in a needle stack. And I think most people aren't a match. Like what are the chances that we would have found our sort of perfect match by now? I also think it's like, you know, this whole forever thing was marriage was invented when our life expectancy was what, 20? I, I don't even think it worked then. Yeah. Well, it was like a land sharing well, uh, yeah. Scam, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it was about titles. Uh -huh. I mean, I used to say when people would say, <laughs> my relatives, <laughs> I think they were befuddled. But I was. I remember saying this when I was young, and I thought it was very funny. My like, why aren't you married, Billy? And I'd be like, well, uh, I can't because um, I must form an alliance with France. And, <laughs> and, my, and I can't like, find anyone in LA like, with any land. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, unless I marry the Duke of Bourillon's daughter, uh, our countries will sadly be at war. Yeah, and yeah. They would just look at me like, I don't want to waste a marriage if we're not going to merge empires. Billy's trying to be a comedian. <laughs> But also I do think though, some of the anti-marriage sentiment might be a little bit elitist. Cause I do know people that are like, ah, if I'm married, I get to live in a house. If I'm single, I have to live in an apartment. And it's not about gold diggers or anything like that. It's about just going like, absolutely. you know, we save money on taxes. Ooh. There's lots of incentives. We're, we get health insurance. It's very easy for us to sit here in our Hollywood, <laughs> wherever we are. This Hollywood museum with digs, a stripper pole. right? And a chair and, hanging and, from the ceiling. What's that one? Oh, that's Timothy Leary signed that chair. He burned a hole in it and then he signed it. So it's an art piece now. I could probably sell it, but I would never. Never. But uh, what is the most valuable, like sentimentally piece you have in here of all this paraphernalia? <laughs> um, I don't know. Everything. Besides the toilet paper, I, I, never, I just flushed. I never really thought about that. It's all this stuff that didn't fit any uh, in a real house, uh -huh. you know. Um, I kind of like it more. I kind of like this place more because it can't be ruined. It can't be mm. destroyed. I mean, look at it. Yeah. It's like a, you know, you, you can party here and not, I don't like, yeah. um, you know, I don't like highfalutin parties. I don't, you don't like having to, I don't well, like to I, go to someone's house where it feels like a museum where you can't enjoy yourself or you're worried you're gonna break something. I mean, I had a birthday party here on the 19th of January, just like 20 people, close friends, I had the best time. And the next night I went to, oh, I guess I can say it, Jeff Bezos's party, which was like, mm. you know, the most A-list of A-list people there. I was very sure. flattered to be invited, but I had a better time at my party. No, that's because I don't know those people as well. But I mean, I like a down and dirty party and a down and dirty room. So Bezos, so you, <laughs> so how much longer is Lauren Sanchez in there? Do I have uh, a shot? I didn't see them at their own party. 
But, uh, I, but I, I got there late, I guess. You've interacted with him? Yes. When you meet He's, him. They're, they're, they could not be more in, engaging. I mean, personally, I mean, obviously he's a political figure now because he's the richest man, right? And right. owns the Washington Post and like, you know, labor issues. I mean, I've criticized them for environmental issues. Sure. That's my big issue with Amazon. It's like, and nobody talks about it. The amount yeah. of garbage you create right. by sending your pants back and forth eight times. I'll get to a the, pen, I one mean, pen. It'll come in nine layers of plastic, a right, bag that's, and a box. That whole thing. I mean, I feel like that, I've done a couple of things on it, but I never hear anybody else like, isn't that like the main environmental problem we have? Well, yeah, but it's also, it's like, well, then I'd have to drive 20 minutes to write it. I guess we're just going right. to have to, I mean, you know. like, it's, I'm, I'm not saying he's evil for, I mean, he's obviously a genius who figure out a way, to, I mean, come on, to sell everything to everybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. Like over 20 million products they have. Everything to everybody. I mean, you know. It is tricky, though, because, like, they have a, you know, they make television and movies and stuff now, and it's kind of hard as someone that makes television to be in business with them, because whenever they give, like, a creative note, I'm like, you guys are a grocery store. Right. Like, I'm, don't, don't try to give me a note on comedy. It's- but, but, you know, as a person, he's, what I like so much about him is that, uh, no, no pretense, you know, very up, you know, very high, just like, High energy, happy, obviously in love with this girl. Yeah. Like, that is not a fake of any kind. No. Um, and like looks you in the eye, you know, like some people at that level, you never, you don't feel that like they're really tracking what you're saying. They're like kind of in their own world. Sure, sure. And this guy, like, no, I mean, I have a conversation with him. He hears me and, you know, a pr- loves new ideas. You know, he's one of those kind of like nerdy guys are like, oh, I got to write that down. That's a great thing. You sure. know, you know, I mean, people like that are engaging. I'm so. always curious when you meet someone who's built this giant empire and you're like, I get it. There's something different about you than everybody else. And like, what is that thing? Well, he just, I mean, that was the business genius of seeing where that, where the world was going. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to me, the most prescient thing anybody ever said was Andy Warhol uh, everyone's going to be famous for 15 minutes. That's right. I mean, we were on The Tonight Show once together. Together, yes, we were. Remember that? That was a lot. Yep. Oh, yeah. I that do was remember that. Yeah. But that was our, and that was Jay Leno. I worked at Johnny Carr. You, you're too young for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in that era, I mean, there was Johnny Carson and whatever sacrificial lamb was going up against him. That's who talked to people. Now, podcasts are like, I don't know how these... Uh, I mean, I guess I do. They they do funny, good, professional shows, Jimmy and Jimmy. and But, like, as far as just talking to somebody, that used to be something we thought only a couple of people in the world That's could right. do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we had to be, get 10 uh, people to tightly yes. script what you say, puppet. Well, Alan Thicke <laughs> tried to defeat Johnny Carson, but once again, there's only one person who can talk to people, Johnny Carson. Yeah. And now it's like, Everybody can talk to everybody. Can just, and there's, you know. Isn't it wild that we used to sort of prepare seven minutes? Oh, so <laughs> we, and we prepare. I mean, was it seven? I'm for, I or, thought it was six. Maybe it they, was like, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, and then you'd have right. the second segment and you'd have eight minutes to get everything in you need to say for the it, year. It was so <laughs> nerve wracking. Now I'm was like, it, I'm out of things to say. Wasn't that show nerve wracking? Like what you just said, like they have to like, you know, get it to the, you know, work on your set and your, and then try to make it, if you're sitting, make yep. it sound conversational. Mm-hmm. And, 
and knowing that, yeah, it was a, a high wire act in that you could, I mean, certainly I knew comics who like bombed like the first time and then never recovered career-wise, ever. And it's tricky because I always felt like I needed to make a choice when I went out there, which was always like, you know, maybe this was more so with Letterman and there felt like such a big difference between Letterman and Leno, which is sort of an interesting dichotomy in terms of as, as a performer, but you had to go, do I want to make the audience laugh or do I want to make you laugh? And making a comic laugh is sometimes a little bit different than making an audience laugh, you know? So I'd sort of go out there and be like, I got to get this laugh, but then like Letterman, it was always like, he was hard to crack a little bit, you know? So I'd be like, you know yes. what? If I don't get them on this, at least he's laughing, and then they'll well, know it's funny because he's laughing. Some hosts, I feel like, lose credibility on the laughing thing because they laugh at everything. I don't think Letterman really did. Not Letterman and not Carson. Mm -hmm. That's why you could achieve both those things by making Johnny laugh. If Johnny laughed, the audience was like, well, fuck, that... Um, that must be. I'm, it must be me. I must, must be, be dumb. me. Yeah. Johnny loves it. I fucking love it because I love Johnny and Johnny's the man. So I, I think I would go in that direction. But um, like right now, if I'm... you laugh at everything, it, yep. you know, if you're just a giggle box, like <laughs> some host, <laughs> some hosts just are. I'm not talking about daytime. Lots, lots. And don't of, you think some of them laugh harder at things that aren't funny just to make the person feel confident? I feel like it. it you're like, why it, is Jared it, Butler it, killing right. with Jay Leno? <laughs> like, I was definitely funnier <laughs> than that. Like, why are you being hard what on a, me? What a, what a perfect. <laughs> name for that joke. What a perfect, perfect name. Gerard Butler, right. Like, <laughs> like that story, like, like so about be doing pranks on set, you know that was a dog shit story. <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying? Just, that's hysterical. Yeah, but you're going to give me a hard time and make me sweat it out? <laughs> oh, I remember backstage and you'd hear the band yep. when you were about to go on. Mm -hmm. And just that kind of that 40s, you know, like yeah. I felt like I was yeah. shipping off to Pearl, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pearl Harbor the next day. <laughs> it was stressful. It's always like half debutante ball because every, you know, as a comic, like you're in the clubs, all you know how to make people laugh, you know how to sort of like, you know, do what you do. But no one prepares you for the walk from the curtain to the couch yeah. where you're like, do I do a funny walk? Oh, no. It took me so long to not be like, I need to like do a funny walk. Like air guns or something. <laughs> it was like I remember there was always a dude who pulled the curtain for you, oh. and you just felt like they were shooting you out of a cannon, you know. But you always had to pretend the audience <laughs> like, was a surprise. You'd be like, "What? Yeah." Like there's like, no funny way to walk. It was just to the an cup. audience, but I felt but then, like that a, walk takes forever. I just felt like the bull in the bullfighting ring. Yeah, you know, I just it just was like That's kind of it. But and that the sound of that band again that that if it had been a different more modern band but the Johnny I'm telling you I felt like I was there's such a thing as a modern band 1941 yeah it's always like a like is that a recorder like is that is that are those the symbols one person just holding the symbols on one finger arriving in Pearl on December 6th are you Bill I suggest sleep late the next day it's a Sunday I'm sure nothing will be going on it's also and then it's like you spend so much time getting great as a stand up and then you're sitting on a couch I mean not to go like being a female comic's different, but I'm like, I should wear a skirt. And then I'm just spending all this time trying to not right. share and stone the audience. No. <laughs> and I'm, and you know, so I'm kind of just like You're being right. awkward. Tougher for you. I mean, no, I wouldn't. No, it is. It is. There's a, there's a, a, another level that you have to consider that I never did. Like they're, they're going to pick on physical stuff more mm. like 
and part look a lot of that comes from women. women as I've always yep. said, women hate each other. Mm -hmm. So you know, a man walks. I hate myself. That's how man, much women hate women. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but a man walks in a room, we don't even see him. Women, it's just they, a woman walks in, and it's just you know, well, who she thinks she is? When, 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 you know, it's like there's always this picking, and mm -hmm. it's this natural instinct to pick, pick, pick. And I think we're so kind of wired had, for that. Yeah. You had to deal with that, and I didn't. I mean, I you know wore a little monkey suit from the young comic days. You know. <laughs> My some of my wardrobes are cringy, but you know it was the '80s for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah, uh, uh. I think it's also um, you know it's like you want to dress nice and presentable. You know, I think there's this trend now where you know comedians just like Adam Sandler gets to dress like that. You guys can't all just wear gym shorts on stage. You know, right. it's like why the hoodies you, why and the. Why would you want to? And it's just like there's a like you know I remember being at the comedy store on New Year's Eve. Um, I normally will do I know you do big New Year's shows. Um, you know, a theater or something, but I was just at the comedy store, and there are these people, they're dressed up, they're in their sequin, you know, dresses, and they're in their suits, and these comedians just one by one are coming out in hoodies, really? t-shirts, and they're, and it's just like, you guys, pull it together, this is... New Year's Eve? It's New Year's Eve, guys, you know? And I just remember being like, these people have bought tickets three months ago, they dressed up, this is their special night, you know, it's, and you're just like looking at a notebook in your sweatpants, you know? So I always do try to, you know, really dress up, but sometimes I think when you wear a dress or, or wearing heels as a woman, you might come off bitchy. What did you wear that night that we were on together? I were you in a dress? I always had a rule that I would wear like the Michelle Obama-ish, those dresses that would go right under your knee. But you're showing leg. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. not. Yes, I would try. But it was also so annoying because you'd have to do this weird cross. Right. And you'd have to lean yeah. forward. And then it just looked like I was trying to show the host my tits. It took me a while because otherwise you're here. It's it's kind of a nightmare, frankly. I know. I'm trying to be sympathetic yeah, to that. Yeah, can't I, do I, this. I get, I get it. Like, yeah. I never had to think about any of that. And then I started just wearing, like, pants and then, like, a right. blouse. No, and also, like... You want to be pretty because you are. So, like, why hide that? And also, it's also an asset in show business. But then you don't want to be too pretty because you don't want to get make the women who are not that pretty mad at you because they. I'm in LA six. We're good. We're good on that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I did a whole thing once when Amy Schumer put out that movie. It was good. I feel pretty. Yeah, and they just the woke assholes just shit all over it. Because Amy wasn't, she, they thought she was the, <laughs> some of them were saying she was too blonde and beautiful and not like, and, and her whole act is like not that. Right. Like her whole act is kind of a throwback to. Yes. They were like, like, she's basically an erection. She's not a terrible looking person. No. no she's a perfectly no. handsome woman. But, no. but, you know, Phyllis Diller wasn't that ugly. Carol Burnett wasn't ugly. Sure. That's what they did in those days. I mean, compared to Margot Robbie, we're all pigs. So right. I think it's like what the, crit, you know, I think it's all, that's all relative, but it is fascinating. That but they just, they do look for that. They, they are looking to find something to pick. Sure. Always. Especially with a woman. So it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's I kind of never want to play the it's harder to be a woman card because also I do find that stand up, even though there's so many less female comedians for, I think, a litany of reasons. It is in a lot of ways has a lot of stereotypical female qualities. It's like a, you're complaining. What does, you know, doing stand up. You know, really? Like, yeah, you know, you're, yeah, yeah, right. you're emotional, you're sensitive, right. you're complaining <laughs> about your marriage, you're complaining right. about how hard it is. You know, it's kind you're of talking. That's our thing. Talking. That's our thing. Women are talking. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> so. We're rambling on and on. <laughs> yeah, going, you're and, right. And then we think we deserve to get paid for what right. we're saying. Right. You know, and so I think, you know, although there's less, you know, women, it is, that's our thing. 
you know, complaining yeah, I, I, in front of everybody. I never, right. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Nagging and calling people out on how ugly their clothes are. I, that special you did, it was called like, I want to, I'm your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That was great. Thank you. The one I always quote and I always love, I, I, you should do it, for, tell me what the specifics is, I fuck it up. Oh, shit. But it's about, I don't know why it comes up, but it does. Because it always reminds me of that bit you do about you were in love with this guy, you wanted to have his baby, and then he tripped over a oh, flagstone. And, and you were like, I can't, and it's like, it's so lizard brain true. So it's just tell me the story, the real story. The real story is, so it's about sort of our primordial reptilian brain. Yeah. And sort of the older I get, the more I've just surrendered to there is just certain ways we're wired as humans, you know, whether it's to be pugnacious about politics or sports or be tribal or, you know, be turned on by a certain thing in bed or who we're attracted to. Like, <laughs> right. we just, you know, you can you talk all day yeah. about you should be attracted yeah. to this person. You should want to be with this person, but we're animals. Exactly. You know, and so there's certain things, you know, biology is sexist, full stop, you know. And so I was dating this guy who was very into. <laughs> <laughs> and I like a very dominant man anyway. Like, I like a dominant. You need one. I like a to toxic masculinity is my kink. Right. Stop trying to cancel it. Well, um, I, can't, I can't see somebody who was passing out some weak shit even lasting a day with you. You need somebody pretty strong. I am into that. Yeah. I'm into that. Because you're a woman. Because, like, you're very strong, but to be in that woman mode, which is sort of your lizard brain of having somebody dominate you. Mm. I mean, like, you know, sex is a little in my male dominant usually, not in a horrible way, but like that's, you know, that's the biology. Yep. So you need somebody, okay, so you're- So it's just my professional <laughs> life, I'm a boss, I have employee, you know, I sort but, of- But was but this in guy my, dominant? Was he- He was dominant. Until he tripped? <laughs> and I guess there was a time where guys were wearing like lace up boots for a minute. I don't know. It was like a, it was like a booty of some sort. And oh. I knew when we were leaving the hotel room, I was like, "This is bad. This booty is bad news." Like this. <laughs> really? I already this. Booty. Like there was foreshadowing. Well, there was like a lace hat. I just was like, "This is not." It, that was already bumming me out. And I was like, "I can get past the boot." And then we are walking through, I guess, like near Chinatown when there's those like cobblestones, and he just tripped. Didn't fall, but you know those trips that go on for like a while? Right. Just, and it's almost worse when you catch right. yourself. It'd better, be better if you fell, frankly, like hard. He right. kind of just like went on forever right. and tried not to fall. Right. And um, I just instantly fell out of love with him. And it wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't a choice. I would love to be with him. Yeah, I, I love this. To this day. It just gets, it's, it's just like so right to the truth. What's the female equivalent? Like when we burn the casserole? Like, what would make you just, from a primordial yeah. perspective? Um, that's a great question. Like if, I, I have to actually think about that. The, the, like an instant Like a turn mustache? Off. Ooh, like, like oh, in the lighting, no. you see like a mustache? Well, <laughs> certainly that is a different category. <laughs> like, you know, in certain lighting, you just oh, like that, that see happened, that happened to me facial once. hair. I could tell you a story a about that. Of course, nipple hair? No, I'm, but the fate, the, that happened. Oh, can, what but, is it? I'll tell you in a minute. Please but, tell but, us uh, about this oh, trans I, I, prostitute. I, I will, I will. <laughs> it was 1988. But first, uh, your question, I think one thing that certainly does that is weakness. Like if, uh, 
you know, guys do things like, you know, the, the girl breaks up with them or they break up and then like he wants her back yeah. and she's not going for it. So like he has his mother call her. You know, things like that that are like, or he cries. Like, if you think <sighs> that you can get a girl back with sympathy, with being mm. weak, with being, pity me, I'm going to kill myself mm. if you don't, or mm. that is like the automatic, now you turn, it's like, it's one thing if the pilot light is still on, I always mm. say, like, that turns the pilot light off. Mm. Now you cannot relight this furnace. No, if you want to get me back, um, that's, so suck that, me over a gravestone. Like, don't, like, you can cry once when your mother dies. Yeah. Don't cry. I mean, and I'm not a crier anyway, except like in movies. Even if you do cry and I, do you really want me to pity you? I think conflating love and pity, I see a lot of people in relationships doing this. I've done it before too. Look, I'm not saying be fake strong, but you know, if you're not strong in certain ways, and I'm not, look, I'm no Marine, Mm. okay? Uh, You're pretty tough. But yeah, you know, just normal American lucky guy never had to go to war tough. Don't fucking cry about your problems. Don't don't bitch about them. Take care of your... Unless a person can actually help you with a problem. Mm. I mostly have not brought... And women have complained about this because, you know, women always want you. They're a little like the godfather. He wants you to owe him. You know, they want you to, like, bring their... your sorrows and so you get, get deeper and more intimate and oh. like that. you know what I mean that that's what women mostly want is like tell me more and like we never you can never communicate it's enough a man? no I don't want to know anything about you <laughs> well, what? See, you're a different breed I would like you to remain a stranger for as long as we're together wow let's see look at me I have to tell you what women are like I think we have but, I, think we, I think it's important to maintain a little mystery I think I think that one of the biggest mistakes we make, I made a movie about, um, uh, based on a book called The Female Brain, Hot Take, I Believe in Gender, um, and, uh, <laughs> and canceled. But I, you know, I think one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is like, your boyfriend is not your girlfriend. And we try to make our, when people are like, I just, right. I want to marry my best friend. I'm right. like, well, that, that's, that's no. gay. You're gay. Why? Right. I, exactly. We're not friends. No. We are not friends. We're not homies. No. I'm not going to tell you anything I think on a daily. I don't want to no. know what you're thinking. What are you thinking about? No. Please don't tell me because I know it's someone else and I've accepted that, you know? Right. So I think that a lot of people are just not in radical acceptance of our nature. And I think if you want the kind of man that's going to be dominant, you're not going to be able to spend 30 minutes talking about, like, Lindsay's wedding right. shower. Right. You can't have, you don't get to have both. You have to pick one. I couldn't agree more. And you have plenty. So I, mean, I really work hard to, and I feel very lucky because we have this ecosystem of like comic friends. And I try to keep my friends my friends, and then my man is my man. No, I resent anyone who judges. And of course, you get judged a lot if you're as old as I am and never got married. And also, like, don't what they would call age appropriate dating. It's like, fuck you. I don't tell you who you should be attracted to. Like, everything in culture is sex romance culture is I was born this way exactly great I'm behind that you were exactly you were born this way this is this is uh, what my truth is this is what I it's like what about my truth that's your that truth does, then, that's yeah. my truth that's a, I was born this way mm-hmm. I also I mean the age thing I mean and by the way most men are most men are born are attracted to younger women yeah it's like again the lizard brain yes this one will be good mate to make that's a child yes 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 yes. Yes. again i can't control that any more than you can control puking when your boyfriend slipped 
on the on the cobblestone. Yeah, but I mean, but also we don't spend any time talking about a lot of women are attracted to older men, and that's always has always sort of been my thing. And um, I love. I want to just. We should just. Can we start a podcast called "It Was a Different Time"? Because <laughs> <laughs> I find myself always going, "It was yeah, a different it time." It was a different time. When I was sixteen, I dated a guy who was like thirty, and like that wasn't weird. And when you grow up without money. Your parents encourage it. Like you need someone to pick you up from school. You like need right. someone to get groceries. Like it's not weird. And also, like, yeah, I look back and I'm like, yeah, that guy was kind of a creep, but so was I. I was a creep too. Right. You know, I was preying on him in a lot of ways. Right. You know, and I was using him. And it was, you know, was I conscious enough or old enough to make that decision for myself? I don't know. I mean, my mom's argument when I talked to her about it later, she was like, I was way more worried about you dating guys your age. Right. You know, because they're smoking weed and driving drunk and, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it's a nightmare for anyone to date anyone, let's be honest, at any age, but I do find Well, it- especially at the young, and those young, I mean, we're talking about teenage, early 20 years, I feel women had all the advantage at that time. First mm-hmm. of all, I didn't know enough to know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. All this stuff we were talking about before, the stupid mistakes you make. Not just if you were lucky enough to finally have a girlfriend, yeah. but just trying to get one. Mm-hmm. It was just, you were at the horniest time in your life yeah. with the least ability, at least for me. You know, I think kids got more sophisticated in general in that way, but I still think, you know, it's still, of course you can see this with the porn and everything else. Most men... Young men, they're fucking frustrated and horny, just sure. like I was most of the time. Sure. Because why would a why would a, a twenty one year old woman want to be with a twenty one year old guy who's an idiot and has right. no money and no food in the Comes house? Comes in two seconds. And doesn't yeah. know how to. <laughs> right. She can be with a guy who's thirty five, who's still in prime of his life. Yeah. But he's got a who call. like has a globe. <laughs> I learned about the world. <laughs> Yes. You know, like I actually argue that I'm smarter and more interesting because I dated older guys back then. Of course. You know what I mean? I dated a guy who had a a Wendy's franchise. He had a Wendy's. (laughs) What what you mean? I I just mean I learned how to like run a business. I would like go with him to his. I would like go with him to his work. You know, whereas like most people my age were just like smoking pot and you know playing video games. You were in high school. Yeah. You were in high school and you were going up. How old was he? Oh, it's like 30, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was trafficked. And I'm coming forward. Now, I need help. Was he really the owner or was he just the <laughs> regional manager? Honestly, I'm not even clear that he worked there. I didn't hear anything about it. I, I just love that you went, you went back to your 16-year-old self where that was a big flex. It was, by the way, it really was. He had an that, Ultima. Your, your he had an guy Ultima. had a Wendy's. When you first said, I thought he owned the whole Wendy's thing. When you're like, he has, you know, oh, he's the, oh, the guy who owns Wendy's. Yeah, that's yeah. he's got to be a billionaire. No, no, he's, he's, he's just got no, the one franchise. He did make me fuck him with pigtails. Is that weird? Um, Really? No, I'm joking. (laughs) I love to look good when I go out, and Roan is here to help. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, one-quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what, what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy 
whatever life throws you away from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. Roan is 100% machine washable so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. And even after wearing Roan all day, you still feel fresh. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com random and use promo code random to save 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com random and use code random. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Now that Valentine's Day is over, that doesn't mean that you just let yourself go for the rest of the year. And that starts with your skin. Well, support for today's episode comes from OneSkin, founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. It's all about what they call health span. After testing thousands of peptides, these gorgeous youthful scientists, these babes of the biome, discovered something called OS1, Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically proven to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. Is your current skin regimen clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin? I highly doubt it. So give one skin a try and see the difference. For a limited time, our fans get 15% off one skin with our code RANDOM at oneskin.co. One Skin is awesome and it absorbs fast and leaves your skin super soft. Also, it's fragrance-free not like those other perfumey products. One Skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code RANDOM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code RANDOM. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. By the way, I just would like to say that I'm terrified to be here. I'm I'm actually pretty terrified. I'm pretty terrified of you. Really? Yeah. You don't betray it at all. I've Aren't always, you having a good time? I've I'm having a great time. Oh. And I I'm shocked. And you're doing it without drugs. Without drugs. Mm-hmm. You don't do drugs. You know what? We had a good run. With the drugs. So I had never really done much because I, gr- I grew up in an alcoholic home and I was always right. like the sober driver. I always went the other way with everything. I was actually like way too abstemious, frankly. And I was never the person that could go on stage and drink. And I was like, I work at night. I feel like I'm a girl. I got to work twice as hard to get half as far. I got to be yeah. good. I cannot screw up. Can't good be sloppy. And then I want to say a year and a half ago, I decided, why don't I start smoking weed? I've, I can chill out a little bit. I'm a little neurotic. I'm a little high strung. Yeah. California weed's wild. So whereas a lot of people just relax, I started looking for the Scientology ships. Um, I scheduled a call with the maritime lawyer to try to find Shelly Miscavige. I mean, I, I think I just... Right. It kicks. How do how do we get to Scientology? It's I, a, I, I smoked I, weed. I, I, did, did I? Just, I, said, <laughs> I like, did I miss? Did they edit this? <laughs> Are we editing before we, we just, even? We, just, we don't edit this show, we just, do we? We just jumped universes. <laughs> yeah, there was a, like a jump cut, <laughs> and I think we're in live TV right now. I, not that this is TV. <laughs> so I just am saying oh. I get like manic and want to really? start solving like. 
oh, I crimes see. Oh, I see. when I smoke weed. Well, that's probably why true crime podcasts are so popular among women. Mm-hmm. Why are they? That's a great question. Well, I think it's like, isn't it the um, biological basis for why we rubberneck when we drive by an accident and like have to but why look? women? Why, why is the true crime podcast... we're the most murdered. Isn't it our way of like studying... And like studying up on, you know, the fact that we're prey. Well, you're the most murder. I wouldn't say the most murdered. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we are. We're the most <laughs> I'm kidding. I love annoying. So how could we not be? I, I surround myself with women. I think it's yeah. easier. It's better. It's funner. Yeah, that's it's, what I hear. They're nicer. Can I ask you a question? Prettier. Though? When all that like Me Too stuff started happening, there were less people were hiring women. It actually seemed like it backfired in a lot of ways, like in terms of people were scared to hire women. Yeah. Did you feel like, you know, I know people that started making um, offices that were like glass, you know? <laughs> and I just feel like it made the guys that didn't behave like that, like extra sort of scared. Um, the only hiring I do at my show is writers. Yeah. That's my domain. And I think right around that time, I added two women, so it couldn't have been on my mind. And all the other hiring, I have no idea. My yeah. Sheila has done that for me forever. I don't want to be a part of it, and it's good that I'm not. And like, have your holiday parties changed? Or you like, I we're not hugging anymore? Or no, we're, no. We're First of all, it it's out. a cool group. We we're a very cool group. I mean, on this subject, which I think you're getting to, I I am paranoid about. Hiring. That's one reason I don't want to be part of it because mm-hmm. with the way people are now, mm-hmm. especially the younger generations, yep. um, like we're a happy group and we have been for a very long time and we function really well together. It's amazing how many people are there for over 20 years. Cool. People don't want to leave. We're, we're okay. And all it takes is one stupid fucking uber woke dork person who thinks they're a social justice warrior but they just want to stir up shit i got in trouble for saying merry christmas on the set of roseanne that kind of shit Mm -hmm. somebody like that on a set could be poisonous it used to be the other way who was poisonous Mm -hmm. maybe the most conservative person now it's this dipshit yep so like i find it's always someone that's a trust fund kid an only child or anyone from san francisco yeah (laughs) well i mean it, it's, yeah, I think it's spreading, unfortunately. Because I, think- I have now with hiring, there's a couple questions I ask, which is, did you play team sports? I think team sports players tend to be a little better, you can, know? Can you ask that? Yeah. So like, oh, did you play any sports in school? Tell me about high school, I'm you know? surprised there isn't a law against that. Grew up on a farm. It's if racist. someone accuses me, I can just accuse them of raping me. So I have some leverage. If someone... <laughs> well, I'm like, what? But he raped me. I, well, oh, I, you don't believe women? I don't know if we want to put this in the book. <laughs> I don't know if we want this in writing. I mean, this is more of a, <laughs> you um, know, outside the meeting kind of a thing. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, did you grow up on a farm? Like, people that worked on farms, they're just, like, I think, better with teamwork. They're more humble. And then people that didn't grow up with money. People that grew up... I mean, you certainly couldn't say in an interview, what religion are you? Mm-hmm. You could not say that. Yeah. I find it interesting that you can say, did you grow up on a farm? Or, like, tell me about your upbringing. Like, you know, do you have animals? Do you have do- someone I'm surprised usually- you can ask anything because somebody will connect it. Somebody will say, mm-hmm. um, farm, what were you implying? That's, you know, they'll find a way to, they will find a way to, I can't even imagine how, but they will find a way to connect that. Or did you play sports back to racism? 
But I think, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, they will. They will. What are you saying? You're white. So, you obviously didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> shit like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, they will just, they just are looking to start shit. But also, if they do, I'm at the point where I go, you know what? Come at me. Because when this story is relayed, you will look ridiculous. I think most people are reasonable. I think we hear from the fringes the most. Like when HR called me to tell me I was in trouble for saying Merry Christmas, they were like, hey, um, so like they thought it was ridiculous too. And I confronted the person and I basically was like, you're dangerous to everybody in this office. I mean, that's a good story and I'm glad it came out that way for you. But I am not as sanguine as you are about the idea that the ridiculous don't have fans, the other people who are ridiculous. Yeah. And ridiculous stuff does land sometimes. But with ridiculous and, people that I, no, we don't want like, anyway, right? But like, here's the problem with the ridiculous is that I've said this many times, no one ever gets in trouble for being too woke. You can't get canceled for being too woke. You can't get canceled for saying- But isn't canceled a good thing at this point? Doesn't it just help you? <laughs> Name one person that's been canceled and it's not like hurt and it's actually hurt them. You know? I can name 50. Roseanne. Okay. Al Franken. I did work on that show. I did work on that show. Millions of people. Of course it's hurt. I'm talking about like comedians. Like, I think for the most part, it gives you publicity. And then if you're able to like stay funny and it works for Uh, you. It depends. Louis C.K. Because also Roseanne was on an ABC show that was Disney. It's different okay. than being like a YouTube stand-up. Louis C.K. has to release his movies like on the internet as opposed to where he might be with studios. Yes. Woody Allen can't get Woody Allen can't get a, a movie made. Uh, Aziz Ansari lost a couple of years. Yes. Uh, I know uh, Chris Hardwick. Uh, I don't <clears throat> know him romantically. <clears throat> I know him as a person. He doesn't seem like the of a bad guy and well, the, the, by the way the Chris Hardwick thing was I mean incredibly oh. ridiculous like even when you read that okay. statement I we have the same management I happen to know the kind of money and deals that were lost of course yes no so, I agree with you I was just like, defending that how ridiculous that was I guess in the, this is the difference are you going to be losing network stuff yes losing network stuff I think always but I think the people like a you know, like a Shane Gillis or something who was fired from SNL. Yeah, and they're, they're, he okay. then became a giant arena <clears throat> act. I think if you're a stand-up comedian, I should be more specific. I, I think it kind of helps you because people go, I want to know what this guy's going to say. Let's just agree it can work both ways. Yeah. It really, so if you want to take that, if you want to flip that coin. Yeah. Because it is a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Because none of this stuff ever makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's never logical. But I think it's if dicks are out or if it's like race that's going to be a little bit different than going like being weird in a meeting or asking somebody if they've you know played sports or something like that because i think this well yeah i'm just saying we live in this world where it's kind of like we made society all of society a courtroom where they used to always say it's not what's true Mm -hmm. in a courtroom it's what you can prove yeah what you can get a lawyer to convince people of sure and i feel like that's what cancel culture is do the people really believe some of this shit? Do they believe Al Franken is a monster who shouldn't be in the Senate? I no. love Al Franken. But it would just, it's just too hard to stand up and go, mm-hmm. no, I'm with Al Franken. You're with the person who touched a woman's back. And, you know, yeah. so it's just easier to go mm-hmm. path of least resistance. I don't want to like, I feel bad for you, Al, or whoever it yeah. is. I'd like to stand up for you, but then I'm the one. They're going to yell at me, too. Yeah. And I don't want to be yelled at either. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of that. So you don't really know which thing. I always say, 
It's like the angel of death passes over certain houses. That was Passover, you know, like yeah. the, the the Jew holiday, the yeah. Passover. Like the, the that's what they put the mezuzah on in the, the door. tunnels. No, the tunnels. That's what's the, going New on York now. Tunnels? No, this is like what are we? now. This is like ancient Bible times. Oh. You know how Jewish people have a yeah. mezuzah on the mm -hmm. side of the door. Okay, that that was from. Forget the story in the Bible, but the angel of death, they wanted to have a way for the angel of death who was spreading, <laughs> apropos to his title, death, pass over their houses so they wouldn't kill them. Sure. <clears throat> That's what Passover sure. means. Pass over my house and don't kill me. Sure. Some people live in that house. Sure. Charlie but Sheen lives in a huge mansion called Passover. They just, whatever he does, they just pass over. And God bless him. He's Unreal. A, I mean, like, you, see, that's my thing about, like, do people really get canceled? I see what you're saying, but I think that someone like Louis C.K., who's I selling mean, out Madison Square Garden five, six times, it's like he was doing, like, a tiny FX show that was winning awards. Right. I think it... I no, think, no, it helped his... It probably helped his personal appearance. And his touring, yeah. But he... But it, and it hurt him in movies, where I think he would rather be. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I think it hurt him in a business where most people have a lot of skeletons, and they have to, like, sort of sacrifice somebody so that they have some right. ostensible um, I mean, self-righteousness. You know, it's like Disney's like, you're canceled. It's like, well, you guys have dicks in your cartoons, so let's all just right. calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. the castles are made of dicks. But see, so this is not something you worry about. Well, see, it's easier, it's better to be a woman. It's always better, to, whatever. Really? Well, of course, the worst thing you can be for, for cancel-friendly mm -hmm. is me. White, hmm. male, over 60, unmarried. heterosexual, unmarried. I mean, like, I'm all for five. I'm, I mean, I'm like, everything. No, I always say it. Like I, like, I better be good because they're trying to get rid of me. Who's they? Dorks. The, yeah, but dorks have power. I mean, how, but why are we giving them more power than they deserve? Well, well who's we? We're not. Okay. But other people are. Because I do, I do feel like, you know, the people that are the, you know, whiny woke dorks are fringe, and those are the people that are going to have the loudest voices on Twitter. But then all the reasonable but people. But they do get people fired and off shows and, and preventing them from having deals and yeah. contracts. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, For I sure. mean, look, Woody Allen. I would say two out of three of his movies are horrible. Can I tell? Okay, but I'm the, so glad the, we can admit this. But the one out of three. I is, don't think he's that fun. I mean, I don't think his movies are that funny, and I think he just makes too he, many of he them. He makes t exactly. To me, that's also part and parcel of being an artist. That's sure. what, what an artist does. Mm -hmm. Now he's and he's a funny kind of a person because he's on one hand an artist, mm -hmm. on the other hand. He's like Mr. Clockwork. He like should be working at the uh, you know government patent office because he does. <laughs> he did for like 50 years two movies every year. Yeah. We would shoot them in the spring and the fall. I would write them in the sure. in, in the winter and the summer. And 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 you know and one out of three or four was good. And it was the but you can't make that many movies without repeating the same themes mm -hmm. over and over. Mm -hmm. And some of them are, are so unwatchable, but he still should be able to make a movie. It's, it's like this is just the biggest witch hunt of a non-story. I think also, and this goes back to my, what we were talking about before with Dominant Men, I don't like to watch men be weak. And that's always been my problem with Woody Allen. I'm like, you're scared of a lobster? Like, pull it together, dude. Like, I think there's <laughs> just kind of Well, like, that's a comic. You're, but you're now Woody Allen. Like, get it together. Do you know who, when he was playing that, what you're describing here, mm -hmm. that guy. The lobster, get it. Yeah. You, you know who he was doing? Mm -hmm. By his own admission, he Tell wrote me. about this. Bob Hope.
Oh. He grew up on Bob Hope, mm. you know, and Bob Hope, who by the time I was even a kid, seeing him on TV, thought he was corny and crappy. <laughs> but he did, <laughs> when I went back and saw, when he was young and did those road movies, it, there was some charm there and some funny stuff. He had a funny kind of, he was the coward character, coward and, you know, a little bit of a, you know, he was skeevy. Yeah. And, and Bing Crosby was the, you know, the ladies' man, and he always was. And that was a funny duo. And I he, think now I, that men actually wear V-necks and, and have man buns, it's like it doesn't hold up as well. Back then when men were probably more men, it was like refreshing to see a vulnerable man who was like insecure. But I think right. now that well, guys just, now will be like, can I kiss you? And you're like, what? Well, the, ca <laughs> the, the coward character is funny. It's funny yes. to be a coward. Yes, but so now he, that everyone's a coward, maybe it just doesn't feel right. as sexy. <laughs> right, and no. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was never sexy. That was the joke. Bing was the sexy uh, one. Bing was the sexy one who got the girls, uh -huh. and he was the schemer and the coward. <clears throat> I'm always so, fascinated, though, by his movies. Like, the wardrobe for women is always wild. You know, like, in Annie Hall, like, why is Diane Keaton a trans man? She just dressed... That was her choice. I know. I think it's kind of fascinating. And then in every other movie, the women just dress like Jane Goodall. They're in, like, cargo shorts and, like, brown tank tops. You're right. I know. What is I've always that thought it was weird. The only sexy outfits were really <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Matchpoint. She, I don't mean she can make anything sexy, but she's in cargo shorts. She's, <laughs> she's dressed like Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. Woody Allen had an unconcealable boner for her. Yeah, no he shit. Could, he could not conceal. It is could not so obvious that in all his, uh, his movies, he's like, I got to work with Penelope no, Cruz and Scarlett no, Johansson. No, Let's no, go to Barcelona. No, no, no just, just Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Okay. And, and, I mean, how could you not? And if you, if you read his book... Did you read his Feathers? The, I mean, I've read... No, 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 no. The one he put out just a few years ago, no. his life story, no. you would love it, I no. think. It's okay. so fantastic. Okay. It's called Apropos of Nothing. Of Nothing, yes. Okay, okay. It was some... I think the publisher dumped it because mm -hmm. of, again, is this America where we get... Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. You know, nobody... Two police investigations. It's just... It just it decries credibility that a 57-year-old man would suddenly take up child molesting. It's just not something that, in a, in a house with a bunch sure. of other adults in the sure. middle of a divorce proceeding, he just isn't that guy. Mm -hmm. But don't you think a lot of times, and I don't know the answer to this, I don't know, you know him, I don't, I'm not weighing in I on this. I don't know him. Okay. Never met him. But the, don't you think sometimes when something happens that people are mad at you about, but they can't get you and then another thing happens, they'll blow that one up. So exactly. him marrying Correct. the daughter. That's what it that is. That wasn't illegal. Exactly. It creeped everybody out. Right. And then as soon as something, he, he did it. Exactly. He's guilty because that thing and, before was weird. And Mia Farrow knew that. Ah. Uh, I think. Hmm. You know. Uh, but exactly. Once, once he was a creep for, yes, doing something that, well, I'll just quote Sun Yi. It's a little offbeat. That's what she said. That's what, what I love that. I love that. that she's like, you know, everyone knows going nuts about this. Yeah, it's a little offbeat, but fuck. I mean, love is love. Sure, you sure. Know, you should be happy when you find And of course, does he not get anything for standing the test of time? They've been together 30 years. Totally. They have well, that's... raised two safe, stable children. Sure, you don't sure, get sure. any points Yeah, well, he that. works with Scarlett Johansson all the time. He can... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't well, think he would be. Everybody has a screen crush, but he did, see, he did seem to be particularly like, <laughs> I cannot hide what a hard-on I have for this chick. Um, but it's... I mean, yeah, that that is tricky because I think you go, oh, he knew her when she was young, therefore, you know. But I also think, like... 
you know, I think it's good, forget his case, I think it's good that there's a little more awareness about pedophilia these days. I think there wasn't enough focus on it for a while, and maybe there's now, you know, people... But I'm not sure she was literally, I mean, legally underage at the time. She was close. So I, I don't remember the exact I think specifics. when people are Asian, we just assume. <laughs> let's be honest. They're like, she's 12. Everyone's like, she's 46. But, like, okay, but the way they got, first of all, he knew her, yes, he was at the dinner table. He never lived with Mia Farrow. He never lived with that family. Okay. He was never their father. And he, okay. They didn't see him that way. Sure, okay. Sure. So, well, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I, no I'm sorry. I okay. didn't mean no, to okay, say that. Right. I'm like, So sure, sure. then, like, one night, like, uh, he, you know, he goes to every Nick game. Huge Nick fan. Floor seats, Nick's. Mm-hmm. He said, and again, this is why some of his movies probably suck. Mm-hmm. He has said in interviews, like, if I think I could get a better shot, a better second or third take, but the Nick game is starting, I'll go to the Nick game. Okay. All right. I like that. But it's a little fuck you to the audience. <laughs> okay. It's like, I could make this great for you, but you know what? It honestly, when I watch his movies, I'm like, I feel like this was for you. I feel like this was like a play no, you made well, for you. It may be more for my generation. But like Blue Jasmine obsessed incredible loved, so that was loved great. blue jasmine love 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 i also like that he put dice yeah, in it and it. showed that dice right. is an amazing that's actor. that one yeah that was, was amazing yeah, see, in it club random is brought to you by the audio marketing gurus at radioactive media it's february and if you didn't have a date this valentine's day you need to step up your game and make your business do better it's time to do something different that will enlarge your sales and acquire new customers by partnering with shows like mine You'll love the lower CPMs, elevating your brand in a space away from your competition. That's right, check this out. You can generate up to nine times more leads by combining the power of audio and video channels with text messaging and generate an ROI as high as five, six, or seven to one. I have no idea what ROI stands for, but I do know that a high one is good. Like me. The best way to achieve goals is through the team at Radioactive Media, airing spots nationally on podcasts, terrestrial, satellite, and radio. Club Random has been partnering with Radioactive Media since the beginning of our show, and they are killing it for us. Radioactive believes so much in the power of audio marketing, they put their money where their mouths are by advertising on my show right here, right now. Radioactive Media has an exclusive deal to promote your product or service on Club Random with me and save up to 50%. Just lock in your first campaign this year. Find out all the details and receive a few club random goodies thrown in. Contact Radioactive Media. Go to radioactivemedia.com or text the word random to 511-511. Discover how audio marketing can surpass your current strategies with new and innovative ways that sound better. Go to radioactivemedia.com or text random to 511-511. Text random to 511-511 today to save up to 50%. Terms, conditions, message, and data rates may apply. True Detective is back. Deep in the Alaskan Arctic, two detectives are in search of answers regarding a group of missing scientists. On the official True Detective Night Country podcast from HBO, unpack each episode of True Detective after it airs with perspectives from the cast and crew, including Jodie Foster and Kaylee Reese. Listen to the True Detective Night Country podcast wherever you get your podcast. Stream the HBO original True Detective Night Country exclusively on Max. Okay, I'll be at the Hobby Center for the Performing Arts in Houston on March 2nd and on March 3rd, Performing Arts Center, El Paso, Texas. And on March 23rd, the Jackie Gleason Theater in Miami. Come out and see me, you'll laugh your ass off. You know what used to be completely acceptable in movies? 
punching a woman in the face. And I don't mean from 100 years ago. <laughs> this is the, well, I was, just, I was just watching The Verdict. You know the movie? I don't remember it. Great movie. Probably around when you were born, 1982. That's when I was born. Perfect. It's your, it's your birth movie. <laughs> David Mamet, the brilliant David Mamet. Yeah. I mean, nobody writes a screenplay like him. Paul Newman, like Paul Newman got his victory lap from that movie. He'd already been a big star for a long time, but I remember a cover of Time magazine. It was just like his big fucking, hey, we've loved you all these years. You're the greatest, Paul Newman. And then he just became salad dressing guy. Yeah, well, you know. Good he, for him. Good for him because you can't, <laughs> he, he got out at the right time. Okay, so in the movie, Paul Newman is a down-on-his-luck lawyer. You should see it. It's great. The other law firm turns out the girl that Paul Newman has been fucking, she's a plant from the other law firm. Yeah, to get information. So he's very mad at her. He doesn't trust these hoes. And he just walks into this place where she's waiting for him to have a drink and (laughs) just her in the face. This is 1982. 1990. Is she at least Russian? No. (laughs) 1990, the movie, um, oh, I can't remember the name, Richard Gere. And uh, Andy Garcia, it's great. Internal Affairs, cop movie, really good. And Andy Garcia punches his wife in a restaurant when she's... And uh, James Bond. Okay, this is going back, but 1969, I Was think, it Sean Connery? No, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, uh, the, uh, the guy who had a cup of coffee in the franchise, George Lazenby. And uh, Diana Rigg wants to go on the mission with him, but it's too dangerous. She's arguing, so he punches her in the face just to shut her up so he can get out the door and, and go on the mission the by thing himself. The thing that's so amazing I about mean, this is like... I'm just it, saying. It's, when you see it in the movie, it's one second, right? And it's just a quick scene, move on. We've made movies. This is a script that's been around for years. There was a, they had to bring in a stunt coordinator. They had to practice this stunt for days. They had to shoot 50 takes from 50 <laughs> angles. Like they right. had many times to rethink this. Like 200 people were sitting around like, yeah, this is working. Like we really- <laughs> That's so great. That's exactly the point I'm always trying to make. Everybody was looking at it, was a part of to it, and nobody thought it was wrong. Nope. I do this theme all the time. You know, slavery in the Bible, million rules against it. None of them are. Just don't do it. Well, it's like in <laughs> it's, Justin Trudeau, that blackface, many people were right. involved. He Same has, thing. He has yes. no friends. No right. one was like, are you sure? Right. They Every, were putting it on his hands. Everybody thought it was cool. Yeah. and So if everybody did, you just can't pick like that. Like, I'm obsessed with when people say, like, is Hollywood creepy? I'm like, "Mm, you mean the business that was built on the back of a four-year-old toddler named Shirley Temple? Yeah, it's a spooky business. I don't know if you've rewatched a Shirley Temple movie lately. I I wouldn't say the business was built on her back. Um, And and why did they abuse her? I mean, when you watch these movies, have you seen... I've never seen a Shirley Temple. That's a good thing. (laughs) Good answer. I've never, I was not interested. Well, first of all, if people, some younger people don't even know who we're talking about, she was a child star of the 30s. Is that probably, yeah? Yeah. But she's, she's a I sexy, mean, they're teaching, I mean, she's like twerking on these men. She's always re- at war. Twerking? Dude, she's always at war or on a ship with a bunch of men. There's no mom in sight. 
There's no like babysitter or aunt. Right. She, she was. It was an adorable. <laughs> what? I don't know what. See, but I mean, she had my... dimples, and she's like is... in these little outfits, like yeah. like um. But I don't ship. think I don't she's... think they saw anything perverted about if it. If you this watch, this was the 1930s. If you watch Good Ship Lollipop, Good Ship Lollipop. She's I... licking lollipops on top of like seamen, right? Seamen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's dancing on them. There's. 50 men on this ship. Really? Yes, they're holding her, <laughs> passing her around, and at the end, they take a cake, and they, they put the cake in her face, and she has, like, icing on her face. Dude, it's oh, oh, wild. Oh, I have to watch No, this. it's bonkers. And watching it, I'm like, so there was no woman on set that was like, um, this is cool. Oh, she, no. Her costume is, like, a little skirt, and then her little diaper, like, shows. And with- she's, again, like, four. Like, she's very young. So Maybe that four. means if she's shooting the movie at four, that means she got cast at, like, two. Well, she, well, or six, <laughs> because she's probably playing younger. <laughs> she came, she came six, in and said, I'm six, I can play four. <laughs> I can play four, really, give me a chance. Just let me read. Just You'll give me some I'm, of those Mary Janes. <laughs> so, yeah, so if she was cast, or she was shooting at six, that means she was cast for the movie at, like, four. Because you have to understand, there's rehearsals, there's okay, costume but she fittings. was a big star for... Someone said make the skirt shorter. Okay. She, <laughs> she was a big star. You're right, she was a big star. Like, again, I'm... She was like there... She from, was the Marilyn Monroe of the 30s. She was... No, 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 She no. was? I'm telling well, you. Well, I mean... She was the Gal Gadot. No, <laughs> no one in that era... I mean, you're right. There may have been some. They thought that she was the most Americans thought she was the most wholesome thing in the world. You're right. There were, I'm sure, many perverts who who got off on. Would you the, go see a movie s- starring a four year old who was tap dancing? Yes, that's again. What? what what's the name of the show you want to do? It was a different. It time. It was a different time. It I was, was 16. It was a different time in the, the 1930s. Have you ever been entertained by a four-year-old? Like, have you no, ever genuinely been no, like, this but, is great no, but I dancing? Hate, no, but I don't like children. I've never, <laughs> I've never been around, I'm never around children. Yeah. It's the one consistent thing, thing in my life. Yeah. Didn't want them, didn't like them when I was one. Don't like them now. <laughs> love it. Never okay. got married, never yep. wanted it. Okay. So, but people do love children. That's like the most universal thing. They fucking love children. You know how I know they love children? Even fucking celebrities do it. Even celebrities have children. Like you'd think, I'm a celebrity. What do I need that for? But like, even (laughs) they do it. Yeah, I could have a giraffe. That's how I know that it's a powerful thing. That most people like to have. having their own. Yes. I don't like other people's children. I think if you like other people's children. Lots of people like all children. That's weird. That's weird. Yes, if you're Michael Jackson, it's weird. Weird. It's not weird. It's no, it's what normal. Not that one thing is better, but it's like that is more the norm. We are not the norm. Just as far as numbers, we are not the norm. The norm is yeah. a baby comes out, and nine out of ten people will be like, "Oh, great! Look at that, a baby." Where but, I'm like, uh, but don't, I don't think don't most get that thing within ten <laughs> fucking feet of me, or I swear to God. I think most people aren't like. Oh, like I want to watch that toddler act for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's one thing to be like, that's so cute, but like they I'm, do. They think it's no, adorable. And they're uh, not gonna go to a movie? Whitney. Imagine I'm, getting in a car, putting could, pants on, okay, first going to watch a child dance for an hour and forty minutes. You could redo Shirley Temple today and and make it a hit again. It's universal, it's timeless. People love children. They think small children are adorable in the way I see every dog and I go, hello, animal. And I want to just talk to it and pet it 
and I just want to get to know every dog I see on the street. Sure, sure. Okay. And that's what they people are with children. I think, I think, however, I find it very weird. Like that, remember the um, Sound of Freedom movie that came out and it was all about the sex trafficking stuff. Okay. Okay, big, big, huge, huge movie. It was like kind of fishy because Hollywood distributors wouldn't pick it up. But then we found out later that the guy that it was based on, he was kind of a con artist. But, you know, it was, it was okay. about raising awareness about child trafficking internationally, sex trafficking. Couldn't be a more important issue. Right. Um, not sure if a movie or raising awareness is really going to do anything about it, but still, you yeah, know, it was can't hurt. Massively popular. They, they sh people should be aware of that. Yeah, massively popular, and um, of course, needs to happen. Very glad the movie was made, but I was kind of like, isn't it a little weird that a movie about objectifying kids cast kids to play the sex trafficked kids in the movie? Like, what does that audition look like? But how else could you do it? I CGI midgets. I don't know. <laughs> Something else, puppets. anything else. <laughs> Claymation. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I the, feel like we have the... the Team America puppets. Don't like, you just find it weird that, like, child labor is outlawed, yet Hollywood uses child actor? I think child acting is just odd. Well, prostitution is outlawed, but if you do it in front of a camera, you're a porn star. It's the same thing. You're being paid to fuck. Sure. But we're filming it, so now, you know... Also, so, like, acting on the street without a camera also probably outlaw loitering i mean doing anything on the street oh, right. doing any job on the yeah. street without a camera is going to be weird any performing on the street but, but, i don't think people like mimes on the street either jugglers but what were we talking about kids this? being cast oh, kids to, i don't shirley think kids temple. should be in movies wait, I, wait shirley temple i'm telling you most of america went to see that and thought it was just adorable and delightful in the 30s and innocent and you're right. I'm That's sure when kids worked in factories, though. We now know they have like minds and memories and shouldn't wear makeup. <laughs> Didn't JonBenet Ramsey fix this? Exactly. I, feel, <laughs> I don't. I think we're weird about child pageants. Did she wear makeup, Shirley Temple? She wore blackface in a movie, like Jean. Like that's different. Trudeau level. Right. I know. Up to the lash line. Right. But that's not makeup. I mean, it's it's and back then, it's I was shoe polish. Yeah, whatever. I know, but it's not. Uh, it's a different thing. <laughs> you have to wear makeup even it's when you don't wear makeup. Even worse. Yeah. But it's so a different Temple thing. So Shirley Temple wasn't than, wearing makeup. No, it's I fine. Mean, in one, she's she's they're doing blackface, and the other, I'm saying, did they put makeup to make her look sexy? Like I. Yeah. They did. Yeah, she was okay. a sexy baby. She was a star. Well, then I'm going to watch those movies. What do you mean? <laughs> There's a movie of her, her in a diaper and another four-year-old dressed in a brothel as, like, whore. Have Saloon seen, whores. How many, did you, have you seen all her movies? Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a pedophile. What do you watch? You watch them on YouTube? Well, no, I've started just because I've sort of been doing forensics on child acting in movies because I think it's kind of a horror show and wild that we do this. I got kind of obsessed with the Britney Spears thing and how we sort of, like, watch these children get publicly super famous and no one feels bad for someone that's famous even though it is right. pretty traumatizing on the psyche of and course. usually doesn't end well for people well you know they really treated judy garland bad i don't know a lot about that judy oh, oh oh in the wizard of oz speaking of getting well social i mean she was a child star but she was like unlike shirley temple i mean i certainly hope nobody abused shirley temple and by the way she grew up to be a congressperson shirley I temple black that. So I don't. I don't. So she feel, did go crazy. I, I don't feel. She like, thought she could make an impact in government. Uh, I don't feel like she she presented herself as a traumatized person, but Judy Garland certainly was. But Judy Garland was older and like in a more like in that era, like the, the, where the studio heads fucked 
everybody. Well, you know she got molested by the midgets on Wizard of Oz. <laughs> this is true. Really? Yeah. Molested by the midgets? Mm -hmm. They were like drunks. Oh, right. They would go up her skirt. Right. And then the director right. slapped her once because she couldn't stop laughing. She was the Wizard of Oz was a very fraught production. I'm really obsessed with this. You know that the first witch had to get leave because the the um, paint that they put burned her right. skin. Oh right. Mm -hmm. The green. And, yep. And then the guy that had the uh, the not the cowardly lion, the one that had the strings on his face, the scarecrow, and yeah. like left permanent scars on his face. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really. Yeah, it was a real <laughs> shit show that, back then. I, mean, I think they all have like lung cancer. It was really old. I think the Tin Man to, has black lung. What do we lung. have to do to get the shot? Has I black mean, lung. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> what they gave. God forbid you were an animal. <laughs> Bad. I mean, I've Bad heard news. today still like the oh, no animals were harmed in the making. I'm like, really? Anytime there's an How animal, how did you get that horse to fall like that? Yeah. Oh God, I don't. I, this this is actually no, my off camera big cause. Me too. Really? Yeah, and it's the one thing I can't physically make myself watch is animal cruelty. Like I never would see. I love Steven Spielberg. I would never see Sea Biscuit. I'm not going to watch a movie about a horse. Okay, so I'm a horse. I rescue horses. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's oh, my that's, thing. Wow. Yeah. Rescue horses. And then during the Woolsey fires, I went up to rescue the giraffe, Stanley, that's up in Malibu Safari, which was the giraffe from The Hangover that they say is retired. Oh. And it's not, so I got very into this sort retired. of... Retired. Yeah, just into this... <laughs> into the who gets to have exotic animals. I mean, how many parts are it's there? It's Hollywood. He was too old um, and uh, started showing. Well, you stuck your neck out for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did. And so I got very into that because there's a lot, lot of animals that used to be in movies. And now that it's gone out of vogue to have animals in movies for a million reasons, there's all these animals that are really expensive to keep. So what people end up doing is like, you know, assholes like Dan Bilzerian and stuff. And these like dickhead billionaires will rent right. animals for private parties and stuff. So they're actually being abused even more now in a lot of ways because they have to find ways to keep making money for them. Am I just losing? The men are just turning off your podcast right now. No, why? There's a female comedian lecturing about Oh, no, I'm, I'm so on the page with you. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. I was at a very, very dear friend of mine, one, one of the great guys in this town, and he, but this is before he, before, <laughs> this is before he had his, you know, now he lives in a nice mansion, but he was like still in an apartment, but he was a player already, and he had this great party with all these stars, and it was like a theme party, but he, like, it was, I, I guess it was, I don't know, but there was a fucking camel in the lobby of the apartment building. Uh, and I said to him, like, it's was one Egyptian? No. Oh, that wasn't his car? <laughs> no, it was just like a theme. And then there was a tiger, like, out on his, on, his, on his porch, like his deck. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what, this would make sense a little, not really, but if we had to, if you lived in some big three-acre place, sure. and you're in an apartment building, well, <laughs> and you got a camel in the lobby, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and so like I'm bitching, so like I'm going around, and I can't, I can't stand that these animals are here, and I'm kind of like whispering in the ear of all these people, some of whom were rather well-known, mm. about, do you really think it's cool that they're torturing these animals, and Eventually, he comes over and he, he says, you're right. Everybody's complaining. I'm, I'm going to send the animals home. And just then, Arnold Schwarzenegger walks in and he goes, I want to see the tiger. <laughs> Can I tell you, you, do you ever get like an offer in this business that makes you question like 
your worth very deeply. Like, I, I remember when I got dan offered Dancing with the Stars, I was like, like, <laughs> it's over. You know what I mean? It's like, it should be just like, oh, that's so nice that they thought of me. I'm just going to pass. But yeah, instead, I, I was like, I get do what I, what I do. I go to law school. Do I, what I do. <laughs> and I remember getting a call. Why, that's a huge show. Yeah, but I it oh it, it felt like at the time like oh this is like the end of your career which it's not the case anymore but I just you yeah, know I, I mean yes you could look at it that way but I don't I think it's just more like that's I think you should look at that positively like you're enough of a household name mm. of a draw you know of someone who a broad swath of America because that is a broad swath kind of show sure sure um, and attractive and like yeah I I would not. Uh, Poo, poo that it's like you know I got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame is it kind of douchey yeah but no like, that's huge yeah, that's not, massive oh please you could buy them I mean it's covered in a homeless man's shit right now <laughs> and you could but. buy them I think oh really I think that I I don't know I'm probably oh. they'll probably hate me for saying this but I feel like I've heard that I don't look I, this is not fact hmm. it's what I've heard and also you do see some names who are just complete? I agree. You know, agree. Who's They're Herb like, Winston? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always a Herb. I think he's a guy who had three yeah. grand or yeah, something. Yeah, it I is mean, pretty. You know, so, but no, many of them are. I mean, like, I'm was thrilled to get it, and uh, yeah. Oh, if only my mom and dad could see it. <laughs> <laughs> but one time I was offered. What was it? What were we just talking about before? I remember but, what um, it was. I get the call. This was a low point. But, Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to talk to you about writing a movie. I'm like, oh. The Twins reboot. Wait. True Lies. Arnold Schwarzenegger did? Yeah. An agent called saying, oh, wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the movie is, what's the movie? It's a movie about his two mini horses that live in his house. Whiskey and Sugar Plum or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so we both have Arnold Schwarzenegger animal <laughs> abuse stories. <laughs> As, by the way, a political genius expert, like... I just would have loved to have a camera on you and Arnold Schwarzenegger, one governor of California. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I've been trying to get him on this. I can't get him anywhere. I can't get him on real time. It breaks my heart because I'm such a big fan, um, not just of his movies, but like, I mean, come on, talk about the immigrant experience. He came here with nothing but a loincloth mm -hmm. and a jar of protein powder. The guy and is became, an animal. <laughs> became he's the governor animal. and the biggest star. Yeah. I, I just think he's also politically very reasonable. Mm. He's a, you know, look, I, he, I remember him making that speech at some of the, one of the Republican conventions, was like, why I'm a Republican. And it was like, it's not exactly my philosophy, mm -hmm. but I got it. I'm an immigrant and I want to be in a place where you have total freedom and, and you, <laughs> you can get as high as you want and you're not too many taxes and like to stop my freedom from and the things of this nature, you know. And, and I just thought, it's a, it's a good sale for what sure. a Republican should be. We sure. do need that in the, Republicans of course have gone crazy off the deep end, so is the far left. Yep. Um, and he was like that kind of old school, very reasonable, good on environmental issues, mm -hmm. good on social issues. You know, he's a California Republican. I just don't remember seeing him a lot. I don't remember seeing a lot of speeches. I don't remember. Yeah, well, you know. Maybe I was just not engaged well, at the time. Well, I'm never engaged with what the governor of yeah. our state <laughs> is doing. Really. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. if it's big news, I'll hear yeah, about yeah. it. It did but, feel like things were going better, though, when he was the governor. <laughs> well, he got rid of the car tax. <laughs> <laughs> like, what were his but that did, look, things? I mean, don't get me started on this date. I mean, look, I can hear the rain pouring out there. I know, I love it. I do, too. It's but funny. it is funny that, 
Like for the longest time, we thought we would never have rain again, mm -hmm. right? Here we are. Right? Didn't you? You've lived here for a well, How long have you lived I've in California? I've lived here about 20 years now. 20 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you this last drought era uh -huh. where like it never rained and everything was brown mm -hmm. and you felt so bad for the coyotes and like anything I, trying to like get in. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now it's, it's like really... Uh, you know, we're washing away, and it's like great. It's we great. need to replace the groundwater. But this is where it gets dicey because that it's now everything's going to grow and get very lush. So next right. year there's going to be a higher chance for fires because it's going to all dry up. So that's <laughs> that's when things get dicey. But I was reading well, somewhere that every 20 years there's a rain for 200 days, and we're close to that. We're close. My first year living here. Uh, it rained every day for the first month. Whoa. And, it and I saw that again 10 years later in the 90s. I love that. So it can happen. And it did teach me, I mean, I was a little gloom and doomy about the never, because it was like, okay, I get it, it's dry here. But this is like, you know, that movie where Matthew McConaughey has to figure out how we go to another planet because oh. where everything is just dry. Fires and come. if anybody could figure that out, it would be Matthew McConaughey. Anyway, uh, but like... And then, and then it started to rain again, and it just made me think maybe we do drive ourselves a little too crazy when Correct. we don't have to. You know what I Correct. mean? Maybe we do. I think it's like Trump. Same thing. Now, look, I back off none about how much I hate him and don't want him in office again. But you know, if he wins again, I can't go through the same kind of stress and. I can't. I just can't like ride with every bump in his road. I just have to be like. It's got to be a level of surrender. Wake me when he does blow up the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you think there's any version of Trump's reign being something that's going to wake people up, or or help? I mean, my thing is it's hard for me to talk about politics until there's some kind of election reform, or like why isn't voting a national holiday? Like why isn't you know there's just certain things that it's like is Trump the person to reveal all these things that need to be reformed? Is he <laughs> no. going to reveal the issue, the weaknesses oh, no. in the system? Do you see any silver it's, lining? It's funny because that's one of his big selling points, and people love it, and it was kind of clever. I mean, he was bragging at one of the debates where they tried to get him on, you don't pay any taxes, you're so rich. And he's like, you're right, I don't. Everybody else would have been, oh, no. I'm, yep, blah, blah, blah. Yep. He was like, you're fucking right, I don't. You know what? Because I'm smart. I know how to beat the system because I'm in the system. So I'm the only one who can reform the system because I know the system and I beat it every time because I'm the smartest. And it's like, there was a kernel of truth in that. He does know the system. He is inside of it. He knows how to play that stupid mm -hmm. game where the rich people do get to minimulate stuff like that. And uh, he, of course, he didn't reform it. That was the bullshit part of it. Yeah. But, he, but somebody like that could. I mean, Franklin D. Roosevelt was a rich person. That was sort of his appeal to the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're the, the Roosevelts? I mean, mm -hmm. you're fucking rich as fuck. There's yeah. an excellent... I mean, the Rock, Rockefeller and, and the Rockefeller, same thing. Nelson Rockefeller and that family, when they became got into politics, mm -hmm. same thing. Like, I know it from the inside. Right. And I'm rich, and I don't need anybody's money. Sure, sure, so sure. I, I'm the one who can help. Kennedy. Sure, so I'm not, I'm not owed, Kennedy, owed to, right. to anybody. I can help the poor people because I don't need money. And from no one lobbyists can't buy me, and corporations right. can't buy me. You know, there's an amazing documentary called Hillbilly that I think not enough people have seen that is about sort of why Trump got elected. Um, I have family that comes from West Virginia, and basically, when Hillary said, 
you know, a basket of deplorables. She talked about right. coal in that same speech. She said, you know, we're going to move to clean energy. The coal miners did the best they could to keep the lights on, but we're right. going to move to clean energy. Right. And then he put a hard hat on and he went to West Virginia. Right. So, I mean, you know, he at least is smart enough. He studied Berlusconi. He studied, you know, he studied Stalin. He studied all these people to know, like, you know, poor people vote. And you think Trump studied those people? Yeah. I don't. Really? I don't think he's ever studied anything. It's all completely instinctive. Mm -hmm. He has notes in him that remind you of Stalin and Berlusconi and frankly Hitler. Mm -hmm. Not Hitler, kill all the Jews, Hitler, but Hitler master politician, instinctive politician who was crazy because Trump is crazy, mm -hmm. not, you know, like clinically kind of crazy, um, but has that instinct for playing on people's sense of being wounded mm -hmm. and uh, being owed something. Mm -hmm and resentment, the politics of grievance. Sure. I mean, Hitler did that too. I think they, he reads a lot of Robert Greene too. Like I think he, he does not he said, read but maybe anything. anything. <laughs> okay. He does not read anything. He just... hasn't studied anything. <laughs> All these theories that he's, he's never plotted. What do you think about the syphilis theory? That he has syphilis? That he got syphilis in the 80s and apparently having syphilis for over 25 to 30 years. Why wouldn't he have treated it? Leads to because he's crazy, it leads to a certain, that kind of fluffy hair, orange skin, erratic, irrational behavior. I mean, it's possible, but I can't believe somebody with his wealth and access to doctors would have let syphilis go untreated. You saw that picture of his doctor, though. Remember, he had a... <laughs> right, that <laughs> I mean, crazy guy. I feel like you think that, that guy might have missed it. Right. Yeah. You're right, maybe that's his Achilles heel. <laughs> because he also had this other, I remember we quoted it once in an editorial, this lady, there's a, a, you know, just shows anybody can get an MD, some crazy lady he was listening to around the time he got COVID. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, she was way off into like, sure. I think like something like Space Invader kind of stuff. So yeah, maybe he's just a, an eccentric who doesn't go to a normal medical Remember doctor. Remember how like Steve Jobs would only eat orange food or something and he wouldn't get his cancer treated, you well, know? Well, he got, okay, Steve, Narcissism that's, does that's, wild not, things. that's not fair to Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs did make a critical error, which he ignored. By the way, I think I conflated him with Billy Bob Thornton just now. No, no. <laughs> Was it Billy Bob Thornton the one that only eats orange food? I don't know. I, I don't remember. I've never what... heard that, but it sounds like something that I could think of a hundred celebrities yeah. oh. that would apply to. Okay. So, but Steve Jobs, there but was Steve some eccentricity Jobs, in the medical. Well, Steve Jobs got pancreatic cancer and he tried to handle it organically. I understand that because I primarily go to a holistic doctor. Mm -hmm. I think you have to have a Western doctor and yeah. I, there's Western doctors who I also appreciate and um, use very much because you need both. Mm -hmm. But he took a hard, there's an impossible choice. The survival rate of pancreatic cancer is like super low. low. So if you do what they normally do, which is, it's like, well, we don't know. Plainly, they don't know how to deal with it, Western medicine. Sure. So he was like, well, if that's, if that's a sure thing, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Why not try the other thing? I get really interested but when that some, didn't work either. I get interested when something that works really well for somebody in their work or personal life, you know, 
then is applied to another area. Of course, the person who's like, this is how phones should be. And this is how, you know, he was such a perfectionist. And, you know, he would right. drop the the first um, eye. What was it? The the eye touch or whatever it was, those tiny little things. They would say, this is the smallest we can get it. And then he dropped it into an aquarium. And then a little bubble came out. And he went and could get smaller. There's air in there. You know, that kind of mind. Yeah. And then they stopped production on everything that they were doing. They were like, well, we've already made millions of these. Let's just release this. And, right. you know, the next iteration will make smaller. And he goes, that's what other people would do. That's not right. what we're going to do. We're going to hold it for a year and wait. And then when you get to his medical care, he's got the same, whatever mentality that makes him a genius in business is limiting in his personal life. I've I've seen guys who were like geniuses in business. Mm -hmm. This happens a lot. Who with women were like beyond our word. Yeah. Retarded? (laughs) You said it, not me. I did say it. Retarded. (laughs) Retarded. Yeah. It's a word you really need. It's, a, it's, I think we might have to claw that one back. I, I don't think it's, <laughs> it's ever not left. Insult, it's, I don't think it ever left. We're not insulting anybody. No. It just is a, language is a We're living. running out of problems as a society, and we're making up fake ones, it seems like. That, that too. But, but language is a living, breathing organism. Mm-hmm. That's why Shakespeare is almost, uh, you, you need a guidebook to read. When I was There's in school. There's too many words that aren't the same. Like teachers would say it. Of course. Yeah. It's in movies. It's like, so it's yeah. like so. I think that I, when I, you get on the self, the self righteous bullies, right? That's where I just go like, no, oh, I this is it. the only way you could defeat me right, in anything. Right, right. So this is what you're gonna use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not doing exactly. this. You right. fucking dork. Play fair. Because everything that you're saying today is the right thing to say. In ten years, it's gonna be offensive. What, what were we talking about? Something was. We were at Chief Jobs. Uh, oh, your oh your friends that are business geniuses that are retarded oh, women are they with single? Women. <laughs> I'm available. I like retarded men. As long as they don't trip and fall. As long as they're not clumsy, we're good. Can they walk down a street in New York without taking a dirt nap? But yeah, there is that for sure, which is why I'd asked about Bezos like earlier. Like you cannot believe how inept. Mm-hmm. Like, like, wow. You have this, it's so interesting about human beings. You could have this amazing aptitude in this other area. Superpower and, that's and a then, liability. Like you see them just, they cannot talk to a girl, mm-hmm. present themselves. Mm-hmm. They just, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad I wasn't a genius in anything so that I could like- I thought spread. it'd be very hard to date you. I'd be intimidated to date you. I'd be afraid that you- Yeah, I'm a day at the beach. I mean, as long as you, as long as you accept me, that's the thing is that women, it's like it's, it's, it's hard. acceptance, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. I would say the two, attributes I really prize in this period of my life, comfort and acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I backpacked through Europe when I was 21, but you know, I'm yeah. right in different, we're- But I find <laughs> that you probably have very it, little patience for irrational behavior and so much love is irrational. Actually, I'm super, I mean, look, I don't want to get too, <laughs> I don't like to reveal too much. I do, let's uh, go. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would say, uh, having, yes, we talked about this word, dated like in a way that was not age appropriate, you would be amazed at how much patience I, like that is what brought out patience with, in me. Like somebody who was like much younger than me, uh-huh. if they didn't understand something or know something, it was yeah. like, 
I completely understand that. There's no reason why you should, and I'd be happy to help you understand that if you want me to, but sure. I don't never push that on you. Sure. That was the Woody Allen character. Yeah, I want you to read these books and the Schopenhauer way. It was like, I would never wanted to be that guy, you know, who's like sure. saying, you're not smart enough, you have to learn something. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You know, th I learned so much from people who were not age appropriate that I would never know about our culture. Sure. Shit about the phones and slang and what people are doing. Sure, and okay. what kids, I mean, that's how I learn. Okay. And I want to learn. I don't yeah. want to be cut off from, but that I don't, I'm not on social media. Sure. You know, I don't see it on my phone. How do you phone. meet women? Do people set you up? <laughs> well, let's what? not, we are not, <laughs> we are not talking about that at all. There's no <laughs> women in my life, Whitney. I am dedicated to my, <laughs> mission is to heal America, that it takes all my energy and concentration. I That's do, I nice. do, you do have a, a mysteriousness about you. <laughs> Good. But there, it's not negative in any way. It's, it's very sophisticated. It's like, it's like, I feel like you like, take a lover. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like Winston Churchill, uh, just in a bathtub. Yeah, if you, well, I hope I'm more appealing but than Winston Churchill. But I feel like they Churchill. know, I feel like they know the deal, you know the deal, um, and you're very adult and fair about it. Uh, I'm much more romantic than that. Oh, nice. That's, that's. That track, that, that feels right. Yeah, but. Uh, I feel like you don't make messes, though. You just, you just. Correct. I, I, tr here's the thing. Don't lie to women. Can I tell you? Don't lie to women. They don't it. like it. I don't blame them for liking it. I hate it also when people lie to me. Mm -hmm. Just don't lie to them in any way. And that can be lie by commission or lie by omission. Mm -hmm. Because you can lie by omission. That's right. Be honest with yourself. See, I went through phases. There was a time when I was still lying, but it wasn't like outright lies. <laughs> well, if you're lying like, to yourself, is it a lie? I mean, an outright lie is, you know, a guy who's married, I'm not married. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. never my lie. Okay. Then there's the... Uh, the sly lie, which is like, you know, when I was maybe 25 or 30 and a girl would, I was trying to fuck with saying, you know, she likes kids. Do you like kids? And I knew I hated kids, but I wouldn't say, oh, no, I fucking hate kids because I knew I'd never get anywhere with it. So I would be like, well, not right now, but, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. Okay. And then there's just like, at a certain point, you don't lie. And it's really the way to go because... I agree. That is Vagueness the main, is the enemy. The main thing that makes women mad at you is if you lie to them. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame them. And I think women are actually more reasonable than a lot of people. The people that I think are like, women are nuts. I'm like, they well, really did you are. lie to no, them? Of right. course. No, they really are reasonable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I uh, well, mean, in general. In I mean, general, if you, certainly plenty of nuts. If you treat them in an adult way, I don't think you're even going to get to a point where you're lying to someone who's nuts. You probably wouldn't even let that get gotta, that far. I got to tell you, you know, we all talk in the small community we're in and you know i always heard not always but sometimes heard like oh whitney you know she's she, she's kind of crazy i couldn't find you more sane talking to you i never really talked to you i couldn't find you more sane you seem to be completely like <laughs> in charge in charge of your shit i would love to know the people who said that because i think that <laughs> i will prepare a list i i i love a i love a jarring compliment like that and it's like you know everyone says you're an asshole but I think <laughs> no not an asshole it's just like like fascinates like, me not an asshole just like the crazy girl. Like, you know, like it you... could be crazy. I think it's from things you yourself said. On stage? Probably, of course. Yeah. 
Okay. I think if, I think well, I. Well, that's where it comes from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so be any female comedian is crazy. You know, it's like I, yeah, no, I go I to strangers people, for love. No, that's love. not true. Roseanne, that wasn't her thing. Her no, thing, her, no one thinks she's crazy. No, I know she is, but I'm saying, but but her her theme wasn't I'm crazy. Her theme was I'm a put upon blue collar housewife. Right. That and was her what thing. choice do I have? Right. But to, and when I defend myself, I think we're also at a point where if you say something sane, you sound crazy. And I think a lot of times in comedy, when you have boundaries or work hard, people think you're crazy. You know, like I always work really hard. I show up, I say hi to everybody, but I'm really right. usually not there to socialize for the most part. I'm really focusing on being on stage. I like don't drink, I don't smoke weed at work. So I think people have always looked at me as this kind of like workaholic, super ambitious um, sort of, and then I never dated a comedian. Like I kind of just had this Darwinian instinct that was like, do not piss where you eat. Very smart. Well, people are already saying that you're very smart. sleeping with people, and they're very smart because this again, you'd be in such a no-win. First, you, I mean, if you fucked one, what's going to happen if if it, you break up? Then people are going to start taking sides. Now you've started a war. I'm already nervous club. enough in this hallway. Like, and I'm, if you ever fuck two, then you then you're a slut who fucked everybody. Yeah, and then you'll die of AIDS. Right. Um, that was very smart to keep that ledger clean and who needs them and it's like this is a <laughs> yeah, i'm sure there were better pickings <laughs> right you dated some high profile people yeah i mean i think for me it was always just kind of like this is hard enough and this right. i always saw it as a workplace right you know I, i'm gonna see it this is. person every night for the next right. 30 years exactly. hopefully you mean because you still go to the club well, yeah yeah this is the gym this is you know i come here every night so i'm gonna be you do you still do that still I, do oh still do it so many of you guys do that i mean i just just don't get it. But I think like, that you doing your show is, in a way, that's what you're time. doing. Like, but like, that's what you're doing in a way. You have an audience, and you're working on jokes, and mm. you know that's kind of your yeah, 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 yeah. workout in a way. It's much more polished. But I think it's mm. interesting because the part of the reason I still go to the clubs is something that that I didn't anticipate is, you know, because I think I can sometimes write at home and go like, this is going to work. Like I have a general idea of what's going to work and what's not going to work. But what sometimes I haven't updated my software on is how I'm perceived by the audience. You know, because I think the more successful you get, the more known you get. People see you as elite or they see you as rich or they see you as successful. So this joke about like, you know, of the way you perceive yourself, that's funny because your perception is going to be a little bit incongruous with the audiences. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that kind of bombed. Oh, because they they think that I'm right. could have any man I want right. or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Or they're like, what do you right. mean when you were sitting in coach? Like you fly right. coach? <laughs> you were on Southwest? And then I'm like, why is this bombing? Right. And someone will tell you, they'll be like, That's it just so didn't funny. occur to me that you fly Southwest. And so of course I do. So I think it's sometimes just making sure you're self-aware. If that, that makes sense. It so makes sense. You know? Yeah, again, you have hurdles I have to I don't have to think about okay so who else called me crazy I really like that I like this uh, I don't I, I honestly game. can't think of anybody specifically you, you just get a, a you know and I'm sure what I think <laughs> you, it's, th you think they don't have you think I don't know what like people are saying about me of course I you do. know what's and weird it's fine. you know what's I weird I don't I've always been intimidated by you but I don't it's interesting well, where did that come from nowhere from you know what, what people is? say. It's just that, well, no, it's I'm a fan, and I've watched you, and you're ferociously smart, so, and you, you do this thing that that when someone says something dumb, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you cannot right. fake it. No. And you, exactly. you do this thing where Thank you just you for go, noticing. where you'll just go, 
okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'll just like, it, it'll throw you and yeah. you'll decide in your head, it's not even worth arguing about this because it, I see you like deliberating and vacillating whether you should even retort it. And so you just go, okay. I should let it go more than I do because it'd probably be helpful in getting guests. I <laughs> love it because but, I think for you, and I know you don't want to bring it up, but in an interview you did recently, you were saying, I think, what smart people were thinking. And I think if you weren't, it would be like, Bill, why are you doing this show oh, where you're no. hanging out with somebody and you're being fake? I should, you, that should be the whole show. That should be all the show is saying what smart people are thinking. It's saying what smart people are thinking. And that's what you're doing. It's almost like mystery science theater. Like I'm watching you sort of like narrate because I'm listening. And it's almost like, you know, when you're watching a, you know, a horror movie and you're like, he's behind you. It's so frustrating to see the killer behind and the person doesn't know. And it's like, well, Bill, we're tuning in because he's the, our smartest friend. And to watch someone else like swindle him mentally or get one over on him. <laughs> what a great phrase. What's the point? Like, swindle you know, him he's, you can't hoodwink Bill. So it's funny to just watch someone try oh, to make a point with you, you and you go, well, that's not true. And I like <laughs> it. It's, there's a cringy awkwardness to it. Well, I mean, if it's almost gets back to what we're saying about relationships and when make people mad at you, just don't lie to me and I'll be the best host. But as soon as I smell your bullshit, bullshit, then I'm going to stop the Ferris wheel and <laughs> make you get off and buy a cotton candy and then tell you you're full of shit. Or, or, I mean, I like these kind of guests. We had this, the governor of New Hampshire on Friday night and, you know, happy warrior Republican can take a punch, mm -hmm. you know, loves it when you just, a lot of them are like that, especially the Republicans. They do not, <laughs> It's like it's almost a badge of honor, like to get called on their shit because they're still sticking to it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. whatever bullshit he was saying, and after he's like, oh, I love it. You know, that's to me a great guess because I can do that without worrying about like, you know, I don't want to walk on snowflakes. Yeah, no, you know? no, 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 no. And so you know, you're not going to get everybody to come on a show like it. Certainly not most celebrities. Not that we want most celebrities mm -hmm. because they're they're you get insane guests too stupid to do it. You, you could do it. You're smart about this shit. What? Uh, politics. My thing about politics is kind of, I mean, I grew up in D.C. I grew up half in D.C., like like not being able to get home because Madeleine Albright was, you know, like just I went to school <laughs> with like diplomats kids yeah, and well, lobbyists that's, that's kids. That's interesting. So in a weird way, I kind you a know. Private I, school? My mom, I went to both. I went to a, a lot of schools, got uh, kicked out of a bunch of them. My mom did public relations for Neiman Marcus in D.C. So like the, the diplomats' wives would come in, you know, and I grew up in a, Neiman Marcus and in a Bloomingdale. She worked at department stores. So I would, you know, kind of see these people from a very early age as like, human beings that right. were rude to the lady at the store, that were right. rude to the girl in the makeup counter. I'd go to a friend's house at school and the mom was a lobbyist who was a drunk. You know, I saw them as like human <laughs> right. beings right. who were like bad parents and just shitty people. So uh -huh. I kind of always, you know, had a bad taste in my mouth for politicians in general yeah. and never quite understood what kind of person wants that job, you know? Well, different types. There are really sincere ones. They tend to be more Democrats. I'm not just being biased. I think that's really true. Democrats are interested in the field of government, just like someone wants to be a cardiologist. And then don't you think sort of like any field, you know, don't they say that at the top of any field, like 30% of people are sociopaths or something? Is it... 
No, that would be insane. 30%? <laughs> I think it's pretty high in like business. Well, it might be refresh more. my memory on sociopath as opposed to psychopath. So apparently there's, this is, this is where I shine. Um, this is, you know a lot about politics. <laughs> I know a lot about mental disorders. Uh, and uh, it used to be, because also all these terms change every couple years, right? So I said multiple personality disorder the other day. You're not supposed to say that. And you're also not really? supposed to say spaz. Um, I was calling myself a spaz. Can you say that? I'm sure it's fine. I can't spell it, but I can say it. And psychopath and sociopath, it used to be the main difference was that a psychopath had an awareness that you were onto them, so they would overcompensate with grandiose gestures in some way, right? Whereas sociopaths just lack empathy and they don't really care if you sort of know or not, right? Which one is Trump? <laughs> He's all of them. He might be cluster B. I think there's something called cluster B, which is like borderline sociopathy and has like, parasitic narcissism in it. I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. I can't stand it how these days people are like, he's a narcissist and he love bombed me and he's toxic. And you're just like, okay, these none of these are real terms. Love. Like, is this Instagram psychology? Have you ever been love bombed? I hope so. I mean, I, also, <laughs> girls are like, he love bombed me and then disappeared. I'm like, yeah, he met you. He liked you in the beginning and right. then your personality revealed itself and then he left you. Right. That's on you. You started to suck, and he moved on to someone else. He's a narcissist. Oh, you're mad because he stopped taking photos of you in front of a wall of painted wings for your Instagram? Who's the narcissist here? Right. Like, what is this thing now when relationships goes bad, the other person is either a narcissist, right. toxic, or love-bombed? He broke up with so you. Funny. It happens. Right. I don't know what to tell you. He well, gaslit me. Right. No! <laughs> what? He liked you and then he didn't. Like right. he he wanted to like you. You right. like I don't know what to you're tell you. You're right. I mean, I can't believe how well you're channeling the male sorry. Yes, the male sorry. no, you're channeling the male point of view in a way I've not heard a woman. Well, do I think you do point. something that I really appreciate, right. which is that you're like a liberal that calls out liberals. Oh yeah. And I'm a woman that calls out women. Yes. Because I think I don't think it's fair to anyone no. to be like, no, the girl in the rose all day shirt knows what she's talking about. Right. No. You know, I'm like she's a fucking mess. You're no. a mess. Right. You know, like I always say, like, you guys think women are right. crazy. Like, we see the text messages she didn't send. No, <laughs> no I, I remember you mentioned the Me Too movement. And I'm, oh. probably, I'm probably saying too much here, but Please. I remember, okay, so this is 2017. Okay, so eight years ago. Come on, give me a break. I was a completely different guy. <laughs> but this completely, it was a different but time. This, it was a different time, <laughs> and this completely different guy okay. was going out with this, with, I, I was, I was I was probably dating a lot at that moment, you know. That's what I heard. So, <laughs> so like, I was just amazed. Like, I would say to some women who I knew at the time, like, um, who were younger, um, you know, Harvey Weinstein, and. <laughs> and they'll be like, who? Wait, what? <laughs> like, Wait, you were like, just hanging it, out with them, and you just say his name? No, we would be talking. Oh, we're talking. I love to talk. And you would just woman. bring up Harvey Weinstein? Well, we talk about everything. Like people talk. Oh. You know, we're sitting at my bar in my living room, smoking a joint, having a drink, and talking. And what would they say about Harvey? Did they know? Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, <laughs> first it was like, who's that? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, it was so not on their radar and so like something they didn't give a shit about. Uh -huh. And then when I explained how, who he was and what he did, their reaction was always skepticism of the women. And I just, and I just like, 
Sure, sure, and sure. And I had to explain to them, yeah. no, sweetheart, I'm telling you, I, I get where you're coming from, but no, this is really a bad dude. <laughs> no, he really is a monster. And he, well, he didn't rape me, you know, so it must not no, be no. true. And then they got it. Then yeah. they, and then it was like, oh, okay. I do, honestly, but if a guy wasn't that, a creep to me, I have a hard time believing he was a creep to anyone else, which is very messed up. When someone's like, Russell Brand was a creep. I'm like, I met him. He was fine. Right. <laughs> I met him too. And, and he if was, he didn't harass me, right. he, he must was, not. Right. Like me? No, he was great. <laughs> he didn't harass me? Right. If he could resist around me, oh, I'm that's pretty true. sure he could resist around you. It's just us calling the victims ugly. Oh, women have egos too. I, I, I'm more than one time, not a lot more than one, but a few times, I remember having a date with somebody. Mm -hmm. And like, I wasn't feeling it. Right. So it was just fine. We just went through the night and then good night. And like, yeah. And, you know, we kind of both knew, I think, at that moment that there wasn't, you know, it was, it was fine. Ann Coulter. Yeah, there was no, 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 no nobody like that. <laughs> I would never date anybody like that. Um, and then, like, I heard sometime later them say that, oh, yeah, I we went out, but I dumped him or something. It's like, no, you just I Funny. did not I did not want to date you after I went out with you once. But your ego had to say that you made the choice. Sure. You know, there's there's that too on the mm -hmm. woman's side, which of course, is, which is fine. Of but course. I've heard that a couple of times. Yeah. Like a flat, something I knew was a flat out lie yeah. of like how that ended. It was like okay, whatever you need yeah, to yeah, believe. Right, what you if you need sure. to believe that. But you know we, what, we, Bill? What? Let her have it. <laughs> oh, I do. Let no, her I, have I, it. I, I, I totally am. You get Absolutely. to live in a yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No, no, no. Fear. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm making a point. Yeah. Women have egos too. I'm trying to think there's if the, I have done that. I don't, yeah, I don't, it's tricky though, because it's like, you know, when you start dating someone, you're like, this is either going to end or keep going. Either way, this is a nightmare. Hot girls don't want to fuck everybody, but they want to know that everybody wants to fuck them. Yes. Like, I've seen girls like, um, <clears throat> you know, just like, they will, there was, a, there was an old, old actor on the Ed Sullivan show, the guy who spun the plates. And he would like, there'd be like eight plates and he'd have to keep going from one to the other to keep them all spinning on the end of these big poles. And I remember this girl who just like, in the improv, and she would just like keep like eight guys around the room all, she could go and give a guy like two minutes of her undivided attention. Yeah, totally. And it would be like a, and then she'd go like, and then she, she And it's could, also tricky because you're like, oh my God, he wants to sleep with me. And you're like, but he also would like fuck a doll. You know what I mean? If that, like, he would also like fuck right. like a pillow. <laughs> Coarse, classic. Oh, you're not Jewish, right? You know what? I am a quarter. A Just quarter. found this out. Quarter. Da Mom's dad. Texas what? Jew. Or, so one of your grandparents? One of my grandparents. Hmm. Yeah, Ashkenazi. Uh-oh, what happened? No, I just I always thought it was amazing that Nazi is in Ashkenazi. What are the odds? Interesting. Like the like it's it's complete coincidence that NAZI. -A -A where else do you see that? Except, Ashkena this, except, except Ashkenazi. in Ashkenazi and Nazi. What does Nazi mean? And we don't say Ashkenazi. Say Ashkenazi. Right. Are the Nazis Nazis? No, it's completely coincidental. Huh. Nazi is is stands for national. Socialist Party, whatever it is in German. Of zany idiots? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just how it tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that just broke down to something super goofy. 
Yeah. There is something that's... wild that happens. I feel like the day you turn 40, you become obsessed with Hitler. That's what happened to me. Oh, it happened long before that for me. For... When I, well, when I was, see, when I was a kid, I was a, I'm the child of World War II veterans. Whoa. And like in the 60s, mid 60s, when I'm a little kid, the television shows were about World War II. It was only 20 years old. It was, mm. still, it was still by far the biggest thing that ever happened. Mm -hmm. And that generation was now in, they were like the millennials. Yeah. Because they were kids when they were in the war Wild. in the 40s. Now it's the 60s. They're 40. Can you imagine this generation being drafted? No. And they, they're studying it. I mean, they're, they can't survive a TikTok challenge. Right. <laughs> they're eating Tide Pods. <clears throat> no. <laughs> like, well, <clears throat> the thing is that the military is a little different. There is always going to be people in this country, I hope, who are the military types. And I mean that in a really complimentary way. No, people who are, you know, same thing as in politics. There are people who do it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are, after 9-11, plenty of people, just guys yeah. who are just like, nope, that's a bridge too far. Yeah. And we need to kick somebody's ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, so... There will still be military types, but yes, they need more than that. You can't just have, you need to, when the shit hits the fan, you need to like, like sometimes draft people. Mm -hmm. And that kind of person who had to be drafted, no, that person is not going to survive the military. No. Or some will, maybe like, you know, two out of eight will. I could see that. But so you got obsessed with Hitler early. <laughs> well, because World War II was like the big thing. That was Hogan's Heroes and it was Mikhail's sure. Navy, Nash. all the shows. That was Korea. No, oh, that was, was it? later and about the Korean oh. War. <laughs> so, yeah. See? so, yes. So, I like, and, you know, mom and dad were over there. My, my mother gave me a German bayonet that they had. <laughs> That's not on the wall. No, I think, my, I remember my father saying, we were going through, there was some other shit like that that they had. And also, I, how did she give it to you? Like, quickly? Well, that's the thing. I remember her, I have very few memories of this early on, but I remember when I was seven, I must have been aware of it because I, I, I wanted it badly. And I remember she said, you can have it when you're 13. And I remember thinking at seven, I do remember this, 13 <laughs> you know like i'll never be 13 uh, you know it's interesting i'll never you, get there right i mean when yep. you're seven you're like yep. why don't you tell me i'll get it when i'm a thousand yes 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 it is so wild and now six years is like it'll, nothing it'll go like nothing it'll be like in two seconds i'll be six years older that is so fascinating and i hope you'll still be here <laughs> that is so crazy but that is a kind of a suave <laughs> and wrap up. Oh, are we? Oh, are you, <laughs> well, I was just getting uh, getting into this bayonet. Thanks for having me. I don't know how to. I don't know how yeah, to dismount yeah, from yeah, this thing. Okay. I'm just more worried about spreading my legs for this camera. No. And Give me a bro hug. Oh, so we just, so we just okay. <laughs> hey, dude. Ow, like ow. <laughs>